Hey, I'm Gabriel Goldfeder. I'm a Jewish life consultant, a.k.a. Rabbi. When the soul grows, what an incredible way to start a teaching. First of all, when. When the soul grows. Not if. When the soul grows. But second, this statement stated as fact that the soul grows. I always assumed that my soul was a sort of static reservoir of divine goodness that I simply needed to continually locate and relocate and tap into. But it turns out that the soul grows. And this coming from Rabbi Avraham Yitzchak HaKohen Kuk, whose soul reservoir is so enormous that most other humans would relish the opportunity to simply fill a cup with some of the soul matter that is contained in the vastness of Rav Cook's being and to sip very occasionally from that precious stuff and those tiny doses of soul would last for a lifetime. And yet Rav Cook himself wrote these words in his journal that the soul grows and he goes on to say, when it expands, maybe this happens when the soul reaches into new endeavors or when it opens itself to a new field of study or inquiry that it had heretofore not been aware of or considered itself capable of engaging. And yet the soul expands like your soul might expand when you hear music you've never heard before, or maybe when you meet someone the likes of which you've never met before. Here of Cook says, when the soul expands, through an expansion of chachma, of wisdom, of knowing what is, of engaging with the cool scientific or investigative discovery of the world through holy text, through observance, observation of oneself, through observation of others, through listening, through opening, through receiving, and also through dot, the soul can expand. Dot, that warm, engaged, intimate, connective kind of knowledge, the kind of knowledge that comes when we free ourselves up and allow ourselves to know and to be known, to engage, to open, to connect, to listen, to involve. These are ways that the soul can expand, but there's a problem, a challenge with which one is confronted when the soul expands. Rav Kook says, 
כל הקניינים הרוחניים הקטנים להיות מדלים עם מה? The small spiritual possessions, the things that have been grasped until now, the things that we've realized, the things that we have been able to call owned, our own, we have them, we know them, we've got it, we've internalized those realities. Those things, when the soul expands, they need to rise up because what once represented something powerful, necessary, a safe harbor, a known quantity, something I could do regularly, I could bank on, I could use. Those things have to rise up when the soul grows and when the soul expands. Because even though at a certain point they were essential and useful and clear and right, now when the soul grows, they've become small. Katanim. They've become small. They've become obstacles, inhibitions. Where once these kinanim, these spiritual possessions that we have, says Rav Cook, where once they were able to draw their energy, they were able to draw their reality and their capacity to operate and to matter in our lives, they used to draw from something small. They drew on a level of us, of our own selves, that was operative when we were in a previous state. Before the soul expanded, the soul was in a relatively small or narrower place, and we built these spiritual possessions at that time, and at that time, they made perfect sense, and we thought that they were eternal. But now, now that we've grown, now that we've expanded, we can look at them, and we can look at our own story in which they operate, and in which they exist, and we can recognize that they were drawing on a smaller place, maybe a place of fear. Sir of Cook says, Whereas, in a situation of smallness, of narrowness, they would draw their life force from a small root, a shorish katan. He says, Now, now it's required they have to draw, they have to be rooted in a situation of galut, of bigness, of ilui, of risenness, of having ascended, beshorish gadol, in a big root. So they might need to be unplugged and adapted, renewed, given a new vocabulary, given a new scope, given the corner office, given a new vista, a new challenge, a new mandate, a new requirement to be met in the context of our own personal and perhaps relational and collective ecosystems. These old kinanim, these old ways, these old things that we had now need to be given the chance to expand, to be something new, to be bigger. As one example that I can think of, the practice of Hitbodedut, a practice that Rabbi Nachman describes about going out and talking to God 
in our own language about the things that matter to us. We may have developed that practice at a time when certain things were operative, when we had certain needs, when we had certain kinds of confusions. And it's essential that as we grow, as our soul grows, as our needs grow, as we expand, as our capacities expand, as our relationships increase in number and in depth and in importance, it's essential that we take that practice and we update it and we root it in something bigger. We root it in a higher vision of who we are, of what we're doing, of what we're capable of, of that towards which we are aspiring. It applies to practices, to perceptions. It applies to approaches. It applies to relationships. It applies to occupations and institutions that we develop these heuristics, these formulae that work so well. But when we reach this new vista, this new point, this new level, that which used to work will now hold us back. But Rev Cook tells us, don't worry. They can be renewed. They don't need to be thrown away. They don't need to be let, let go of. They can be renewed. In fact, they have to be renewed, says Rev Cook. <laughs>